Hello there, I am Mark Masters and I am representing the UK. I am the first ever guest from Great Britain on the Marketing Book Podcast. And please join me today as I talk about the content revolution. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett. Hello, thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast, which is all about helping you discover new ideas about what's working in modern marketing. Don't worry about taking notes. You can find links to everything discussed in the show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. Today, I'm joined by Mark Masters, and we're going to talk about his new book, The Content Revolution, Communicate What You Stand For by Telling a Better Story. Mark Masters is the marketing director of the ID Group, a UK-based content marketing consultancy. He's also co-host of the Marketing Homebrew podcast. And his online series, Talking Content Marketing, brings together influencers, authors, and speakers from the world of marketing to share their knowledge. Mark, congratulations on the content revolution and welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast. Thank you very much, Douglas. If only I could bottle up what you just said then and re-record it so I can tell that around everybody else this side. Uh, I'm happy to. Uh, please share. Please share the, this Thank interview. Thank you very much. There you go. And you are the first uh, guest I've had on the show from Great Britain. Woohoo! So Flying uh, that flag, and I better put on my best plum British accent. <laughs> the novelty. Right. The novelty. No, now, one of the things in your book is to talk about being... Uh, Having personality and 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 being uh, being real, mm, uh, authentic. Nice. So you're not going to get away with that because I read your book. <laughs> okay, so uh, I just before we get started, I just want to say my my personal reaction. And I read a lot of marketing books. Yeah, I didn't know that when I started this podcast, I'd actually have to read all the books, but nobody bothered to tell me that. But it is extremely well-written, and it has so many... I, I should send you my copy back just so you could see how I went through almost an entire highlighter, highlighting just a sentence here, a sentence there, and it's like it was so many things that I plan on borrowing <laughs> when I'm making, I'm making presentations. I'd, I'm glad it was that rather than I picked a lot of typos out. No, no, no. But it was... It was uh, I, you know, I'm an agency guy, and you are too, and we work in marketing and maybe a little bit on the forward edge, as we should be. Mm. And I spend a lot of time, and I know my listeners will have heard this before, but I spend a lot of time, and it must feel like Copernicus 500 years ago, explaining to people that the Earth actually rotated around the sun instead of the other way around. And they're, they're, they're sometimes looking at me like I have two heads and they're saying no no we i know what marketing is it's it's been the same way 50 years and you know and 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 i want to i, I guess sometimes it's a little difficult downshifting to to go back to the basics to explain it and that's what i thought your book did particularly well i my one of the things from your book that i particularly liked was that if somebody came here if somebody had been on a spaceship for 20 years and suddenly yeah. came back this could be one of the books that you could hand them to say a lot of things have changed. <laughs> I don't know no, if that was I don't know if that was your intent. Listen, listen, Douglas, the way you're building this up now, 
I'm relaxed now. I've, the, the shoes are off. I've kicked back. I'm, 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 I'm ready. To, I'm ready to let. I'm ready to let you kind of soak up those air, those airwaves. Okay. No, you're right. It was, no, if it was that's if that's the way. That was how I took. Who did you write it for? Who did you have in mind? Really interesting. I guess it comes, you know, what, practicing what you preach and personas and everything else when it comes to content. The person that I was writing for, I did write, and I and I actually did write that type of person. The person that was who understands that things are changing, is using social, is aware of things that are happening, has a business or about to start a business. It was aimed at that, predominantly aimed at the the, the small business owner, but but someone who acknowledges that something is changing. University educated, aware of stuff that's happening, picks up their phone in the morning, checks things. But what this kind of is there to do is the world is this big jigsaw puzzle we're in at the moment. And all I was trying to do was kind of connect the dots. I can only do things in a real simple way. And it was just a case of that, of just, of just putting this puzzle together. Well, it seems like when I am able to explain things, really simply i get a much better reaction from the audience or the readers or or anything like that and they really seem to appreciate it so there's way too many things i wrote i wanted to ask you about so but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one thing i wanted to ask you about is a particular line where you said until recently businesses have been held hostage by the media what what does that mean? It was looking at this idea that we've become we've become used to a way of working for many years, and we've been used to a way that a path has already been laid out in front of us. You know, we've been driven via a hierarchy, which is why I kind of mentioned this way that we've the way that the world has always been, and where the way the way that the world is going now. And this is the brilliant thing, and this is the. This is the this is the real exciting place that we are today in the mid part of this decade, is that we've always been at the whim of the bigger businesses. Let's put it together to to those other companies within our marketplace. But what we're understanding now is that we've now have we've now had this light bulb moment this, that that's happened, and we can businesses can now do stuff with not as much money as they used to have. Even the past three or four years ago, you know, look at what we're doing now and how we're doing this podcast. The 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 barriers to entry are nothing. You know, you've just got our microphones and we're using Skype. That's the way it works. So the control is now with the small business in terms of speed, agility, but it comes down to understanding your audience and just being relentless with this message. That's what I'm kind of saying now is that we can unshackle ourselves from this world that we've been part of that has been run by the bigger businesses that have controlled how all this works. And the, and the sort of the media gatekeepers like TV, radio, print, all those things that you had to beg to get onto or you had to buy your, your way into. And there's another line in the book where you said the biggest change in the world of marketing in the past 10 years has been continual access to an audience. Correct. So we pause or let's pause on that. Read that word again. So, what when you, when you say that that what how, how do you go on to explain that further? Because that really that one sentence boiled down a lot of the change where the people don't the companies don't have to ask permission; they can just go straight to the people they want to reach. Yeah, and that's the brilliant. That's the, ex, the exciting part that, it, that that puts us all together today, is that we do have access to an audience. But it doesn't mean that it's easy. This is still hard. It's it's just that the channels that we this is. Let's go back a little bit. We kind of mentioned at the beginning that he was talking to an alien. 
Marketing has not changed in generations. We're still creating products and services that strike a chord with someone that will tell somebody else that will come back and buy. But the biggest thing that has changed is the channels that are available. And this is where the, this is where the biggest opportunity is, because now we have control of he who controls the database controls the audience. And that's the fascinating place. It's got nothing to do with Twitter and the social spaces. All they are is just distribution channels. But if we can build an audience that we have total ownership of and we can do this now because it comes back to I say it comes back to persistence it comes back to commitment it comes back to understanding and knowing what you stand for and that is how we differentiate and that's how the cut you know I know we're jumping you know the, the, this big the big thing that, that that's happening with content you know I see it I'm, but this is the thing with a book I'm I am all I'm doing is practicing what I'm preaching we're talking too much there were many businesses talking and telling everybody how to behave and i hate this idea that this idea this mentality of being in a classroom we have a teacher at the front talking and shit down sit down shut up and listen i prefer this idea that of getting of people to do things because now we can do it and now we can prove it and we can talk about it yes and those those days the the good old days i like to call them is when you could shout at your prospects and and ultimately get a reaction <laughs> it was much easier back then trust me look at those old ways Yes, yes, <laughs> and the three martini lunches and, you know. But since you're in England, I wanted to ask you about Speaker's Corner in London. Are you familiar with that, where people can go and they, they – can you describe for the, the audience what Speaker's Corner is? And the reason I say that is because I went there once, and people were there giving speeches, and if they weren't good, people just started walking away from them. And the good ones started getting more people. And I always thought that that's much more about what marketing is, where you actually have to be interesting because they're not going to listen to you. Isn't that interesting as you say that? Well, that's an interesting analogy because to have that space in the that that space in London doesn't mean you have to pay for it. It means you have something to say, and that's what Speakers Corner is all about. If you have a point of view, if you have an opinion. Here is a platform to do it. It's not going to cost you anything, but that's brilliant. If you're talking waffle and nonsense and you're not engaging with an audience. And talking about themselves. Yeah, we're going to walk away. And it's not <laughs> the same in life. And this is the thing that, that, that I was trying to get across in the book, is that the way we behave in our professional lives it should be similar to the way that we behave personally. I always have had a thing of, of men in suits. I still feel uncomfortable. You know, I still feel. I hope you're not talking to me. I'm not wearing a. You're, 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 I, I, I'm not wearing a suit. On. I, I dress differently for each guest, uh, and for you, I the dressing gown. No, I I, 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 I tried to get a Bournemouth jersey to wear, but I. Oh, that <laughs> relaxed. I'm now proper reclining. <laughs> no, but when you talk about speakers corner, that's really interesting because, you know, it doesn't cost anything, and that's the set. That's where we are today. We are not rewarded for this is the most important thing today. It's more about understanding our audience rather than understanding the investment that we're putting into something. And uh, and, and that's that's the, that's the really interest. That's the crux of where we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a few other things that uh, since we're talking analogies, can you explain the ant and the grasshopper analogy to to modern marketing? Oh, uh, yeah, it was a case of. So you had the ant and the grasshopper, and it comes back to an. I think it's one of the Aesop's fables. Yeah, again, takes us back to probably where we were at school and uh, when we were all a hell of a lot younger. When the teacher was yelling at us to be quiet, jealous to sit down. Shut up! We've all been there. 
red pen for our book saying see me and so it was the the the, the, the ant and the was it the grasshopper was it was it was it the ant and the grasshopper grasshopper so the grass so the ant was kind of slowly storing industrious together yeah working along doing it at a pace whereas the grasshopper was quick the, the sun was coming out whatever and whatever whatever they need to do was enjoying it and when those barren months were coming as as autumn and winter came they weren't prepared, but the ant was gradually building its resources and creating a space. So throughout the winter months, it was okay. They were being consistent with it. They were being, they kept on doing what they needed to do, whereas the grasshopper was just quick. And it was all about quick results. And it was all about getting and then enjoying it. And then it was all, it, it, there was no c- consistency to anything. And that's kind of how it relates to business today is that I'm not saying that slow and steady wins the race or using these tired old phrases. Well, I but, think as it relates to content though, it, it, it does. That's, that's coming to mean more slow and steady wins their consistency, trumping frequency and big budgets. And it is. And it is that idea of under, is that understanding what message that you're trying to do and that space, because this is where we this is where we are now. There's the number of people I talk to that will jump into a social channel because they can. And that's what it is. All this, a lot of this stuff doesn't cost us. There's no, there's not necessarily any uh, uh, etiquette on how we should use these different spaces. We just jump in whenever us just jump in, but let's kind of understand it. And, and if we kind of become methodical and understand it, it's still, you know, it's how I've put the book together. It's taken, it's taken time to put it together. In 2012, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to do this book uh, three or so years ago, but I was ready uh, when I started writing it um, at the beginning of 20, uh, early 2014. Uh, you know, it was like that ant. I, was, I had accumulated knowledge, research, whatever it is, but a little bit, a year or so before that, I wasn't ready. I hadn't experienced what I needed to experience to then let me have a, a space, which was a book to, uh, to express myself. So the grasshopper would have, in his mind, have thought, well, snap your fingers and you got yourself a book about content marketing. <laughs> it, 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 there's a lead time is a certain amount of planning and preparation and uh, working at it and not quitting and uh, consistency. You also mentioned in the book this analogy of marketing has gone from the town crier to the teacher. Can you explain that? Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm dropping these analogies. I wasn't aware that I did. Oh. That's, these are the ones I'm going to be borrowing. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a better explainer and teacher. Uh, so it's where we. It's, because it's, of the book. It, 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 brilliant it's this this idea of the town crier is that that's what the town crier did it was giving it the oh yeah and it was oh, i don't want to shout too loud i'm gonna wake the kids up but it was the, the shout it was the shout and it was the broadcast and it was given the news that was specific to people that were in the immediate vicinity whereas what we're looking at today is is where we become the teacher is that it, it is that this accumulation of knowledge and have this ability to share and that's you know, this comes back to the differ- the, the differentiator that we have today as people and as businesses is that we can collate information, be better at being able to judge and and being able to inspire other people. I know that's I don't want to use a tweet word kind of here to inspire other people. But what we do is that as we become teachers, we know who we are and the role that we play. And that's how we can inspire others by sharing what we've learned. I'm saying it's OK that you know that things don't go according to plan. I've shared in the book projects that I've done and things that I've worked on that have 
fallen flat on their flat on their face. But I now know why. I didn't care for the audience. I wasn't attentive. I didn't. And but it's only come from learning. But then it's okay to share these experiences. It's why people don't get involved with expressing themselves through writing, through blogging, whatever it is, because it's that fear of failure. People are going to still point and laugh. Comes back to it again to school when we were in our English classes and the see me and the red pen that was going through pages, mm-hmm. and that's what's held us back. Or like when you were on the basketball team and you scored a lot of points, and then you went up to that girl afterwards and asked her out, and she said, "No way." Oh. Now, I, I know you're very reminiscent of my, my story is very much like a karate. Kid. Well, uh, and, and, and trust me, you know, I, I faced a lot of rejection as a teenager trying to get dates and, you know, it's still a part of my professional life is <laughs> being rejected. I'm happily married now. Uh, that's the only difference. But the, the idea that you described there, I mean, even that, that, that was a funny story, but the point is that in the book you were talking about what, Gary Vaynerchuk will sometime refer to as the 19-year-old dude move, which is, you know, the the guy who thinks he's going to get some action on a first date. And a lot of marketers are still trying to do that. Yeah. Whereas instead, it's about engaging with them uh, emotionally and sort of getting them to know and like and and trust you better. And there was a another line where in, in the book where you said, the more your audience is engaged with you, the less money you have to spend on everything. Can you Correct. can you explain what more about what you mean by being engaged? Yeah, I can remember. Good good point in question is I it was a couple of years, a few years ago, had a good month for whatever time of the year it was. And I can remember paying equivalent of nine hundred dollars to have a half page advert in a local directory, but only if you would put it one of the first half pages on the right hand side. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Old mentality again, the agency world that we're part of. It had to be good. It had to be on that right-hand side. But nobody had – I got no results. Nobody called. Nobody had got in touch for that whole year. It was a total waste of money. Whereas what I'm trying to emphasize here is that if we can create stuff that's that's relevant and of interest to an audience and, and use a channel or a platform to conduct that, whether it's email, whether it's print, as long as we can control something, that's how we can build the audience. If we can create a, subs- a subscriber base, that something is willing to give their details for something in return that's more than the get our free e-news, free newsletter. <laughs> I mean, whenever did a newsletter have monetary value? But that's the kind of thing where it doesn't cost anything. If we can get good and confident with a space that that, that, that grows, you know, this is what I write about because I've only had to do this myself and I totally stand by that 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 idea that we can spend. Le- it comes to what I said. We don't need to have huge budgets anymore. You know, it's great. You know, there are budgets that are there, but we don't. As, as a small business, we do not need to have huge budgets because content is how we differentiate. We can anyone can duplicate anything that we do today, but this is the big. This is the biggest differentiator today. Is 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 what we say and what we stand for because it, it is more about understanding the audience that we have and that we can build we can engage with and converse with rather than throwing loads of money uh, to 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 facebook or whoever because facebook don't care about us 
spending money on LinkedIn and, and the, nobody, they don't care about the progression of our businesses. You know, <laughs> we do, but let's, you know, the, the responsibility is with us. There is no more excuses anymore, Douglas. Yeah. And, and as it relates to social media, I mean, social media is a, you can certainly target advertising that way very effectively. But one of the big mistakes that a lot of marketers make is uh, building their house on rented land. Uh, mm. In other words, putting all their time and money into building up some, let's say, a Facebook page or something like that. And there's a, a line in the book where you remind the reader that any social channel that we are currently using heavily can be turned off tomorrow. And my sense is that there's still a lot of marketers that are trying to invest heavily in all these different social channels when they don't have a home base online presence that they own completely. Yeah, it's um, first of all, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I see so many events where I live or, or, or around around the area and, and, and other cities and towns that have this about how to build a better audience in 2016 using whatever social channel it is. Mm -hmm. But I find it, but it's so dangerous because at any moment, you know, it's, you know, we're never going to be able to get, or, or, you know, we are still living in a world where we are chasing numbers and it's like being, we're doing well on these school analogies today. It is like being at school with, I will have my football cards or whatever the bubblegum cards or whatever it was that you would have had when you was a child. Mm -hmm. But it was that's what we're concentrating on still is this collection of numbers. And we can't transfer that from uh, where, whatever social channel it is to have an email address, which is why it's dangerous. Because who is to say, you know, who is to say LinkedIn or anyone else starts to start to say, right, you've got a pay to play now and there is a there is a monthly subscription and they can do what they want. And that's and I totally understand that. That's I would theirs. plan on that. Just go ahead and plan on that happening. And, and you know, I get there. Yeah, but there is Good nothing for them. stopping them. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Them. It's like what's happening at the moment with. You know what at the moment what's happening with Google, and you just hear every every other week about what's happening with uh, uh, with Google Plus. But you know, I take my hat off to what Larry Page did with the Alphabet statement by kind of mentioning that companies get comfortable in doing the same thing. But coming back to what we were just saying, that I digress, is that there is dangerous when we focus on a space that is not ours. But when we train ourselves become better at using a, a space that we have. This is, is all about responsibility, having a space that is ours, having a space that we can direct. Uh, but that becomes easier to share it, you know, in a way to share it then. It, it does work, but it is such a risky, a risky thing to do by thinking that we can put all our eggs in a basket that doesn't belong to us. So, Mark, if readers took only one thing away from the book, what would you hope it would be? That's a good one. Because I could just sit here and list, but this area that we've the, the big thing that I've mentioned is that content is is the biggest area of how we differentiate. And if I could just round off, if I would take something with where we are today, if we kind of come back to the beginning of the conversation that was trying to explain things in a simple way to someone that hasn't been on this earth, is that. The, the way of traditional marketing that we've always been used to has always promoted what we do and we've always told someone, you know, how good we are and how we can do that, which is fine. And that's the way we've been we, we've been educated for, for generations. Whereas now what this what where we now to kind of look at is this storytelling content approach where we 
demonstrate that promise to our audience. And then what we do is then that begins the start of demonstrating our expertise to somebody. That is where we are today, and that is where we're going to be heading. Great. Before we wrap up, let me ask you a couple of questions that are popular with the listeners. Are there any marketing or business books you've read recently that you would recommend? Besides, besides your own, of course. <laughs> there we go. Then, then, then that would have made you think, well, Mark, what an awful person if he's doing that. Now, there was. I've just finished. Now, he, he wrote the foreword for the book, and I genuinely appreciate him doing that, was Robert Rose. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so who another guest of the of your show so i've just finished reading experiences so him and carla johnson that was great and my other book brilliant ad man a man uh, in the uk called dave trot and it's called one plus one equals three and that came out two three months ago short stories it was kind of looking at the way role of advertising and business brilliant brilliant book i kind of Read that in a matter of two days. It was, yes. Yeah. So that's what I've just finished. Great books. Oh, I didn't know that one. I'll, uh, I'll have to look that up. That's Please do. Fantastic. I'd love to write the way that Dave Trott writes. Well, you write very well. Are, are there any marketing books uh, you're looking forward to, to getting I guess, into? Yeah, I guess it would be, I guess anyone that you talk to on the market, uh, on the show, it'd be easy to drop in uh with joe pulitzi's content inc and also the ever inc book that's coming out andrew davis's uh town inc they're the kind of marketing books that i should be saying but i i i have just ordered in fact i'm looking forward to getting uh amanda palmer's the art of asking and so her book was all centered on this idea yet again of how we can build these spaces that we have total ownership of as you know as a musician herself and, and poet and author as well um her book that, that, that came out is all about how she stopped worrying and, 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 and how and let other people help her. Looking forward to that. And I think there is there is a big kind of resonance there in terms of businesses and marketing as well. So it's, yes. It's I'm called- gonna say Amanda Amanda Palmer, the art of asking. Watch oh, okay. a TED talk. Watch a TED talk that she did. It's about ten minutes. I've seen um, it. Ever, yeah, have you, it's it's yes. based on it's based on that kind of led me to to order the book. Looking forward oh, to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize she had uh, that book coming out. And it's funny, uh, when I interviewed Joe Polizzi about Content Inc., what was the book he said he's looking forward to reading? The one by Andrew Davis. <laughs> ah, it's weird, isn't it? That, that little connection there. So, I, you know, they're just about to come out. And I, yeah, of course, I'll be reading them as well. I was kind of hoping he was going to say the content revolution, but we carry on. Well, you know, each to their own. You got, you got to get the the guy who wrote your foreword to do that. <laughs> he, he can do that. So, how can listeners best find out more about you and your book? Yes, first of all, thank you for giving me that that opportunity to to, to, to do this. So, my my the website is theidgroup.co.uk. Um, you can find me on Twitter. My my Twitter handle is at heyidgroup. And the book, yeah, The Content Revolution has just been released in, in, in the US and um, it's been out for the past two months. So, yeah, so it's there on Amazon. And and, uh, and so, yeah, please enjoy it. Let me know what you what you think about it. And um, as well, there's also the um, uh, um, You Are The Media email that I send out every Thursday morning as well. So come by the website and sign up to that. But thank you for giving me this platform uh, to do that, Douglas. Appreciate it. Well, we'll make sure to link all that up so that people can find it and subscribe to your emails. The name of the book is The Content Revolution, Communicate What You Stand For by Telling a Better Story. The author is Mark Masters. Mark, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book Podcast. Thank you very much, Douglas. Genuinely appreciate it. Very kind of you to allow me onto your show. 
And that closes the book on another episode of the Marketing Book Podcast. But don't let the end of this episode be the end of your learning. Visit marketingbookpodcast.com for show notes, free resources, and guides. And be sure to join the Marketing Book Podcast newsletter so you never miss an episode. Till next time. We all want to change the world. So then, of course, we'll have to end with some sort of British-inspired music. Um, we will, won't we? What are we going to be trying to... Green sleeves. We're going to be some kind of or- orchestra in the background.